This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. ...of educational and cultural events on campus. Coming up this weekend is Cirque Zuma Zuma at Kirkland Fine Arts Center, featuring a variety of traditional dances and acrobatic feats drawn from the heritage of multiple African peoples and nations. Millikan will also host Voices of Black and Brown Poets on February 21st, and Liberation, presented by the School of Music and the Millikan Symphonic Wind Ensemble on the 26th. For info on tickets, visit NowDecatur.com. It may be spying, but it's not a threat. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what the Pentagon says about a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon. Currently traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic and does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground. Spokesman Pat Ryder. The balloon has been floating over sparsely populated areas of Montana, and we've been told that there have been discussions both here at the White House and across the river at the Pentagon about potentially shooting it down, but military experts reportedly warning against the idea over concerns about falling debris. The area it was over has an Air Force base and nuclear missile silos. We are hearing from the governor of Montana who says from the spy balloon to the Chinese Communist Party spying on Americans through TikTok to CCP-linked companies buying American farmland, I'm deeply troubled by the constant stream of alarming developments for our national security. Fox's Mark Meredith, China's urging calm, a spokesman saying they have no intention of violating any country's territory. Two police officers are in critical condition in St. Louis, shot late last night trying to stop a robbery suspect. They fired back injuring him. A cop in Memphis is extremely critical the day after he and a partner were shot. As the two officers attempted to talk to the individual, he produced a weapon and shot one of the officers. The second officer returned fire, striking the individual. Kelly McAllister with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation says that gunman was killed. A victory in court for gun owners' rights advocates. A federal appeals court ruled in a case out of Texas the government cannot prevent people who have domestic violence restraining orders against them from owning guns. It'll be up to 50 degrees in parts of Texas into the 40s in Arkansas. Welcome relief from an ice storm that still has more than 300,000 homes and businesses without power. The bad weather now is up north. Wind chill advisories warning stretch from Montana to Maine. Negative 40 to negative 60 degrees will be possible in some of these areas, especially in northern New England. So That's meteorologist Janice Dean. America's listening to Fox News. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you, with low-cost copays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. A killer is still on the loose in Sayreville, New Jersey, where someone murdered Republican City Councilwoman Eunice Dwumfor. She was shot in her SUV Wednesday night. Sayreville is weeping. We are all weeping in between trying to process 
this despicable act. Karen Bailey Biebert is the Sayreville Republican chairwoman at the Murdoch trial in South Carolina. The judge is considering whether prosecutors can admit evidence Alec Murdoch committed financial crimes as proof of motive in the murders of his wife Maggie and son Paul. Jean Seconder was the bookkeeper at the law firm at which Murdoch was a partner and detailed how they uncovered Murdoch was diverting legal fees into a personal account rather than having that money go to the firm. If you get the money's written straight to you, what is that? The money is taken straight to you. Yeah. That would be stealing it. An attorney and good friend of Murdaugh's, Chris Wilson, also told the judge that Murdaugh admitted to him he'd been stealing money after his law firm asked for his resignation. At that time, Murdaugh still owed Wilson tens of thousands of dollars. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. We're going to get an update on the economy later this hour. The January employment report expected to show a slowdown in hiring. Economists predict fewer than 200,000 jobs were created last month. Well, the pace of job growth is Slowing, the labor market is still tight with many employers, at least those outside of tech sectors, hesitant to lay off workers. The unemployment rate is anticipated to tick higher to 3.6%, down from 3.5% in December, which matched the lowest level since 1969. That's Fox's Hillary Barsky. President Biden may react later when he's in Philadelphia. He's going there with Vice President Harris. They'll be at the Democratic Winter Meetings. Also, he will tout the new infrastructure law helping for an upgrade to the city's water system. Ahead of the report on Wall Street, stock futures are falling, coming off of a mixed day when the Dow dropped 39 points, but the Nasdaq surged up almost 400. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Milliken University is committed to making sure every student has access to a private education at an affordable cost. With this commitment, Milliken provides a personalized financial aid package to every admitted student. To receive your personalized award, just complete the free Milliken application for admission and file your FAFSA. Upon acceptance, Milliken's team will work one-on-one with you to provide a competitive financial aid package that is tailored to fit your needs. Submit your application to Milliken University today at milliken.edu slash apply. One night only. Save the date for Cirque Zuma Zuma at the Kirkland Fine Arts Center February 4th. As seen on America's Got Talent, this troupe of acrobats and dancers will amaze you with nonstop action and incredible feats, showcasing a variety of traditional African dance, including South African gumboot dancers, Gabonese tumblers, Tanzanian chair and handstand balancing, contortionists, and more. Join us for this exciting family-friendly event. Get your tickets now at Kirkland. FineArts.com or call 217-424-6318. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast today. Sunny with a high of 22, wind chill values as low as negative 9. For tonight, mostly clear low around 15, wind chill values down around 2. For Saturday, increasing clouds, high of 44, wind chill values at 3. And Sunday, mostly sunny before gradually becoming sunny and a high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 7 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.06. Good morning and welcome to the Friday edition of Buyers and Company. Each and every week we take a little deep dive into District 61, tell you about the things that are happening. Brand new hire. I think you're going to find this interesting and really good for the community. Superintendent and this brand new position next. Buyers and Company, WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. All right. 
We get sunshine today, but no warm. Given the choices, I'll take the sunshine. That's good, but uh, it is cold out there. Just be careful. And it uh, looks like we're bouncing back uh, this weekend, but a little bit of wind coming in. So uh, just a little reminder, we're still in February in central Illinois. Uh, I heard, um, well, we had a great meeting uh, uh, a week or so ago uh, out at the Macon County Law Enforcement Training Center. Uh, or if you're one of the guys out there, you go, let's see, uh, because the acronyms are all that, right? Your world's that way. That's the way education is, right? Exactly. Okay. Uh, what did you think? Uh, you, you know, we only got to see a portion of it because it was a very cold day and we had planned on going around and seeing some of the other buildings. But it's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. I was just, I, there was no words for all the things that I saw and just knowing how prepared our police officers are when they walk out that door every day. I love it. Yeah. Dr. Rochelle Clark is the superintendent of DPS 61, and there were a number of members of the community that were there, which we'll have some fun stuff to, to report and talk about later, uh, but is, I think, an also an incredible resource for the community because yes. we don't do enough uh, conversation in life. You know, we point fingers, we scream at each other. I mean, this entire country just feels like it's just going to hell in a handbasket on everything. But I feel like here we're doing things a little differently and putting people in a room and talking about things and how it benefits the kids. And I think it's going to be fantastic. So I, I appreciate you uh, being there and, and uh, Ashley and, and, and the folks and thinking outside the box, right? We can't just keep doing the things we've been doing the way we've been doing it because it's not working. Especially if you want different results. Yes, right? Well, <laughs> that Einstein gave you that definition a long time ago. Okay, so before we introduce Mr. Talley here, uh, walk me through the process of, of what you were thinking and staff were thinking about creating this new position. So, you know, we have a um, voice as, as actually a student voice that we meet with on a regular basis. And of course, we hear a lot of information from our staff, but I really wanted to pay attention to our students as well. And so in listening to them and the staff, we just sat down and said, okay, what can we do to just bring some community input, to bring somebody in that can not only work with the community, work with our students, work with administration, there was no um, second guessing. We need someone over security and safety so that we can help someone help have someone to help guide us through these processes. All right. So you, worst case scenario in the world today, you see what happened in Texas and what's happened over and over and always. Right. What you find out is maybe not bad people, but no plan. You, you know, I mean, things fall apart. The system doesn't work. That's the worst case scenario. When you think about it, I'm sure your nightmare that keeps you up at night when you think about school shootings and those kind of things. Right. We go through COVID. Uh, I've talked to many of your principals. Uh, one of the driving things with security now, we talk about school fights. Now, first of all, you got to put that in context. I graduated from Eisenhower High School in 1984. There was a fight every day. Uh, you know, kids have been kids for a long time. But mm-hmm. you put COVID into that and people missing basically their junior high years and the socialization skills that they learn. They're coming in as freshmen. You guys have a problem with that, yes. as does everybody. Yes, right? absolutely. Um, so what we need to do is figure out how to just um, – regain that positive climate and culture, you know, that we know we can um, have in our schools. So in order to do that, we have to start working outside the box as well. So that means getting the social and emotional aspect involved. We need mental health out here as well. Okay. So you create this position, uh, safety and security administrator. Yes. How do you define that? That is someone that is going to work with our current security, making sure that they have the training that they need to de-escalate situations um, in case we have to do 
and heaven forbid, an active shooter, making sure they're prepared for that, but also working with the regional office of education to combine combine forces in case we do have an active shooter in the building. So he's key in this role. Okay, Uh, and that would be the introduction uh, that we were walking up to. Uh, uh, Mr. Talley uh, has uh, three decades of law enforcement experience. Uh, You're no stranger to Decatur, right? You were here for how long? Oh, uh, 27 years. Yeah, right, and uh, with the Illinois State Police, right? With the Illinois State Police. uh, and, And then walk us through what you've been doing until coming back for this position. Well, uh, once I retired out of Illinois State Police, I, I was promoted to a role as a chief of police for the village of Maywood, Illinois. Okay. I did that for just under uh, eight years and uh, well, went ahead and retired out of that. And I was getting ready to transition home and I saw a position open. I said, hey, perfect. <laughs> All right. You graduated from the FBI National Academy, uh, served as the bureau chief for the Illinois State Police, board member for the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement, uh, the Chicago Metropolitan Chapter, past president-elect of the Rotary Club. You've done all the community stuff. Uh, you've been in law enforcement a long time. I was just having this conversation with, with three retired law enforcement people yesterday. You know, we've lost something in community policing. You know, we've lost sort of relationships. Um, we've lost uh, sort of the ability to deal with each other in society at large, right? Uh, what's your philosophy on, like, you, you know, I mean, you got 7,000-plus kids. you got a whole bunch of staff. Uh, it, you know, it matters how people treat each other. It's not just one way. Absolutely. I think that it's, a, it's about a time for all of us to get together and do what we used to do um, as adults. We need to start mentoring and enriching our children's lives to make them better and productive citizens. I, I was sharing this story uh, many, many, many years ago, a long time ago, uh, when I worked for the Decatur Park District as a young guy. Uh, I had the two public pools as part of my, um, which is part of the reason why I didn't continue with the Park District, because it was just a nightmare. And you go back to the early 90s, and this would have been your time. We don't, crime was unbelievably bad. I, I know the politicians will tell you crime now is the number one thing. It's not even close to what 1992 looked like, right? Right. In Indicator, Illinois, we had the vice lords and we had the gangster disciples and uh, one of those groups would be on one end of Nelson Pool and the other group would be on the other end of Nelson Pool and you were just one wrong look away from everything going, you know, I mean, crazy, right? But one of the things that we did that I'll never forget is we had all of these guys coming up from St. Louis and other areas to play football at Millican University. And Millican wanted to find a way to keep these kids here in Decatur for the summer, uh, you know, not going back to bad neighborhoods or getting in trouble. And we hired them as security, but they weren't really security. They just got to know people. You know, they walked the deck and got to know names the way police officers used to do in neighborhoods. And and it quelled a lot of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, you know, just treating people like human beings. Exactly. There was a program that was called Operation Ceasefire that did just that. Uh, it was a great tool for law enforcement. It's where you had people who maybe were on their second chance, yeah. but would walk the community and they would, they would say to people who are bad actors, Hey, don't do this because I've already lived this life and this is what's going to happen to you. And it would just quell a lot of that unrest. And, and I, I feel like in a bureaucracy and you got a lot of moving pieces. You got a lot of schools. You got a lot of teachers. You got a lot of people in the hallways. You got administrators that sometimes things escalate because we just don't talk to each other. That's right. Yep, I agree. So what do you, you're this role, what do you see? I mean, I know you're just, <laughs> it's not a fair question to you. I mean, you just literally arrived on the job. But what are you looking forward to trying to do? 
Well, I'm, I'm uh, looking to enrich kids through uh, programmatic uh, so that they get themselves involved in things. I think that when you keep kids involved in different type of activities, that uh, keeps them out of trouble. So that's one of the things. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm visible there. We uh, had a chance to go to Pershing School yesterday as one of the school visits, and I saw all the little young kids. And I was sharing with Superintendent uh, Clark that, uh, you know, I used to do that in Maywood with uh, – um, you know, the Speaker of the House, uh, Emmanuel Chris Welch. And I said, you know, he's a friend of mine. I hope to, you know, uh, solicit him to come and, sure. and go to a Pershing school and, and read with these kids as we did uh, with the uh, Dual Language Academy in Maywood. So uh, those are the type of things that I want to do. So you start working with the younger kids uh, uh, to, to let them see you and get to know you. And then you get the older kids involved in different type of programmatics that are beneficial for the community. All right, you, you see over 30 years in law enforcement, I mean, the roles have changed. I mean, it is very polarized now. Uh, and, you know, it used to be, I mean, we've always had bad actors. I mean, you have people that just break the law and do crime, right? And then you had neighborhoods where people understood the, the differentiation of, of arresting somebody doing bad things and the police kind of trying to clean that up to now it's just us versus them. Right. I, I mean, and I, I, I don't feel it's impossible to kind of get back to where it was, but that's going to involve a lot of conversation and a lot of listening on both sides. And, and you know, I'm glad you put that like that because that is one of the major major things that schools teach, listening skills. And yeah. that's what we have to do. We're not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, I, you know, it's, it's days you wake up and you feel like there's no hope. But I, I think there's a chance, and, and, and we've certainly, uh, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to go out to the Macon County Law Enforcement Training Center yet, but, you know, privately funded by the Howard G. Buffett Foundation. We're doing things a little different here. We're teaching uh, uh, new cops a little differently here. We're teaching old cops a little differently here. There's a lot of opportunities to interact, and I think with what Dr. Morris is doing with the Jerry Dawson's uh, you know Civic Leadership Institute it is giving kids maybe a different exposure than what they've been told. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, one of the staff members uh, uh, with the district uh, said that she was going to uh, take me out there, make the arrangement. So I'm excited about going out and seeing it. Yeah, but I'm excited about our kids being able to be out there and experience that. You, you know, Nick has, has done the virtual training. Uh, you're familiar with the virtual training. Dr. Clark got a chance to see. Well, you didn't really get to see it in action. Uh, but when you walk through, you know, your eyes, 30 years of doing this in a scenario that you don't really have any danger of being hurt, but it does give you a different perspective of just how decisions get made or how things can escalate or de-escalate. And you're wearing a heart rate monitor. And, and, and I, I kid Tad all the time because Tad was uh, the first when we went through there. You remember Tad's heart rate got up like 160. And I'm like, somebody check. You know, uh, because it does give you a sense that it's not it's, this isn't TV. You know, what happens, you know, is sometimes incredibly scary and there aren't any really good choices. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But I think that's going to open up that conversation that we need as well. When we start taking our kids and taking our community members, our parents, I believe that conversation would then turn into a positive one. Well, that's the great thing about the experiences and, and what they're doing out there is community members and people being able to go through. You go through and you do the, the virtual training and then you sit in a room and talk about it afterwards. Yeah. I think the talking about it afterwards is probably the most important part. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So the school year, uh, uh, we've, 
I guess it's been relatively quiet, right? I, I mean, I know there are people that think it's just a hellhole and every day it's just, you know, I mean, you're not ever going to, most of those people haven't been in a school in District 61 in 50 years, right? They don't have any kids there, grandkids there, they don't have attachments, so they just think it's just, just one thing. It's not. It's absolutely not. I'm glad you brought it up because we are getting ready to do principal for a day. So, oh, really? We yes. used to do that. That was fun. Yes. So if you're interested, reach out to Jeff Dace because he is basically overseeing this. Um, and it's from eight to 11, I believe it's on the 26th, but don't quote me. Okay. Get in contact with Jeff Dace. Just dial 217-362-3011 and someone will be able to connect you. Um, so what are I'm, you looking to do with this? Well, basically, we're walking alongside the principals for that half uh, half day, basically going through her routine. You'll get the opportunity to go in the classrooms, read with students. You may be able to interact with a few kids, you know, because they're doing things in the halls as well. Um, they're always in the classroom reading to the younger groups. You will have teachers maybe having you to assist in the classroom, and you just get the feel of what a great day it is to be in Decatur. And, and that is, I think, the context that people need, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I feel like I've lost a little. Our guy graduated, you know, last year from Eisenhower High School, so we had K through 12 experience daily with District 61, and our experience was fantastic. Yes. I, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it was fantastic. And yes. I know that's not everybody's experience. You get thousands and thousands of kids, and some have more struggles to deal with, but we had an incredible experience. But we also were there and we had context. We didn't just read one bad story of something that happened with, you know, a handful of kids. We had the context of being there every day. Absolutely. And I think that's what people forget. You know, like you said, we have over 7,000 kids. You're not hearing about 7,000 negative stories. But every time you hear about one fight is that that Decatur Public Schools is horrible. But when we tell you about all the great things our kids are doing, no one is talking about that. Right. And that should be the focus. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's uh, an amazing thing. You lost a good one. Mr. Prangy's leaving. I'm, I'm, Doc yes. Clark, I'm upset. That guy was, uh, amazing. You know, yeah. K through 12, uh, uh, John Silsey, that big guy walking down the hallway with all those <laughs> little kids. And, but he's such a gentle giant. He is. And we're going to miss him. We wish him nothing but the best. But you know, we are, um, really promoting a lot of great staff members within DPS as well. We're growing our own and but those that are seeing growth elsewhere we want them to be successful and we just keep saying you know it did start with us yeah no doubt about it all right so well, Val welcome in any time uh and, and any help we can do I mean it's a, you've got a big job ahead of you uh but I think it's a smart move I, and I know uh you know school shootings are like literally I mean that's worst case nightmare scenario and and I'm sure you watch this from you know afar like everybody else why is it that we feel like we still don't have plans for this uh I believe that you can never plan for everything and uh it's kind of like uh you know driving your car you know, you get up in the morning, you make sure you're gassed up, you go check your tires and everything. And somebody T-bones you in an intersection. Yeah, exactly, I, I, because you can't plan for everything. But the best that you can do is you can create a plan of action, and then when it comes, you can do everything you can the best to make sure that things go right. Well, I think it's a smart move having somebody coordinating all this and, and thinking about a vision and a plan, and I'm sure it will be uh, well-received by everyone. I think there's all kinds of opportunities ahead in this particular area. So I uh, appreciate both of you. Thank you for being here today, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, you too. All right. We're going to take a break. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast.
Today's going to be sunny with a high of 22, wind chill values as low as negative 9. For tonight, mostly clear with a low around 15, wind chill values down around 2. For Saturday, increasing clouds, high near 44, wind chill values as low as 3. And then Sunday, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 7 degrees. Your WSOY time is 723. And this look at your weather is brought to you by Eagle Ridge of Decatur. Looking to fall in love with your new home? Eagle Ridge, your affordable, assisted lifestyle community, is newly renovated and ready for you. You can count on them to provide home-cooked meals, small group activities, and visitations with family and friends. They are currently accepting move-ins, and there is no better time than to call them right now. Stop by 875 West McKinley or call 217-872-1282. That's 872-1282. They are an equal housing opportunity lender. The Housing Authority of Champaign County is announcing the first-time landlord lease-up incentive. HACC will offer a $500 incentive to new landlords who lease to a voucher holder. New landlords are eligible for up to five units for a total of a $2,500 incentive. Have you been inactive with the HACC and HCV programs for more than three years? Then you're eligible for this great incentive, too. Contact the HACC today at 217-378-7100 to learn more about this program. Or just stop by 2008 North Market in Champaign. It's Jesse Kelly. You ever have your home title stolen? Did you even know that was a thing? Your home title getting stolen? Well, let me tell you, it is a thing. I'll never forget opening up my email and seeing my home title in it. And wait a minute, that's that's my signature on it. That's that's my wife's signature on it. That looks real. Your home title's not in a bank vault somewhere. It's in the cloud now. Home title lock, they lock down your title. Anything goes wrong, they fix it. HomeTitleLock.com slash Jesse. In 1965, my father founded Brinkotter Realtors with a singular goal, to support his community's real estate needs with integrity, purpose, and a forward-facing approach to business. Over 55 years later, Brinkotter Realtors still embodies that spirit. Connection, commitment, community. When you're planning to make a move, go with the name you know. Get the service you deserve. Go to Brinkotter.com to connect with one of our agents today. Find your way home. Brinkotter.com. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. You know, we were standing there waiting for Morris Day and the time to come out of the uh, Civic Center for the main stage of the Decatur Celebration a few years back. And, you know, I was wondering, you know, how did Morris hold up? Yeah. Now, in the 1980s, you know, with Purple Rain, you know, which really, you know, it was a big deal where he was locally, regionally, but that kind of really blew up with the movie. Right. And he was kind of funny in the movie and mm-hmm. he liked it, but I'm like, what does old Morris Day look like? Mm-hmm. He looked pretty good. Yeah, he did. He was, Kevin Smith gave him a little bit of love later to, you know, Morris Day in the time, made it into some of his movies and yeah, he looked great. I thought, yeah, Put on a great show. I thought it was fun. A lot of fun. I, it's one of those, like, where I really don't know how good they are musically, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's just fun. As advertised. Yeah, what you showed up to see. No doubt about it. All right. Hey, uh, we lost one of our own. Um, it, it, you know, this happens from time to time when somebody who has a connection to WSOY, uh, you, you know, from years ago and 
passes away. Uh, and it was interesting. I was reading through the email exchange that uh, a family member who reached out and, and Carolyn, uh, uh, who then reached out to Larry King and, uh, wanted to know about, um, a guy who worked in radio, moved around a little bit through the Midwest and did a couple of stints here at WSOY. His name is Rex Wilder and he passed away recently and um, he would have been back in the day in the 70s and I think came back in the 80s for a brief bit uh, who spent some time on the air here. So I always, whenever I hear anything about this, it's always like, even though I didn't know him and don't have any connection, we have this sort of bond. Yeah. Some lineage there. Yeah, that's a good word. Mm -hmm. And he, I just wanted to share an anecdote that Larry King shared <laughs> with Carolyn uh, about Rex. And and Larry, of course, not Larry King. I, I feel like I always have to like, not that CNN our Larry King, who also had the incredible lineage, you know, for all the years as a broadcaster and sales guy and Orv and Hank and all of those names, you know, throughout the almost 100 year history of this radio station. So Larry shared a story uh, that he had hired him to do announcing in the mid 70s. Uh, and uh, Larry said that he always thought that he looked like Stuart Granger uh, and that um, he'd love to have lunch across the street at the Kmart lunchroom. Uh, you know, remember that? For sure. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he was here, then went back to Ohio and then came back for another stint. But he told this story about uh, Rex uh, that, that he might have been like staying downstairs. Downstairs of the old radio station, there were a couple of older offices that had kind of gone to crap. But back in this time, they would have been like sleeping on the couch and stuff. And that Orv was giving a tour on a Saturday morning, like to some buddy, you know, touring the station. And Rex was in the kitchen washing out his socks in the sink. And Stu, which I'm assuming is Stu Ellis, came rushing in the side door and running like a madman to the newsroom. And Hank was walking out. Uh, uh, dressed up for a Civil War reenaction. What a scene. As soon as he got off work. So right out of like WKRP in Cincinnati or one of those great stories of like just the crazy time that was. Um, Rex was a true radio guy, able to do any job or shift on the air, according to Larry. And so uh, a shout out to Rex and his family. It's nice. Yeah. Love hearing about stuff like that. Uh, a lot of history, mm -hmm. a lot of history, uh, and uh, Rex Wilder, rest in peace. So when we get back on the other side of the break, we're going to uh, check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports, and then the folks from Brinkout are going to be in. Then a little later today, Angela from the Y. I have a whole list of barely scratched the surface of. Good seeing Val again. Uh, it's been a long time. That's one of those things where you go, all right, that was that long ago? Wow. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Nice guy, though. I think that's a good move and a good hire. And having somebody that's just thinking about that, good move. We'll be back right after this. 
News. And I'm Chris Foster. Well, the Pentagon says the Chinese spy balloon spotted over Montana is being allowed to stay up there higher than commercial aircraft, a senior U.S. defense official tells Fox, because it's no more useful than China's low-Earth satellites and shooting it down could cause damage or injuries on the ground. Defense officials in Canada are concerned as well, saying that they have spotted a potential second balloon. All of this comes just days before Secretary of State Antony Blinken's visit to Beijing, where he is expected to visit with President Xi Jinping. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. A blast of cold air is hitting the northeast today and tomorrow. Parts of New York and New England could see wind chills 50 degrees below zero. The good news is forecasters do expect much of the country to warm up by next week. Fox Weather's Nicole Valdez. The monthly jobs report just released shows 517,000 new jobs created in January. And the unemployment rate down a bit at 3.4%. America's listening to Fox News. This is Amy from Gustafson & Associates. These days, changes to the tax laws happen fast and with little guidance. If you have questions about child tax credits, solar energy or electric vehicle credits, or taxation of your retirement benefits, you can trust the experts at Gustafson & Associates to answer your questions and prepare an accurate tax return. When you want to save time, money, and headaches, trust Gustafson & Associates to give you a hand. With our skill and knowledge of the latest tax laws, our experienced accountants will help you claim the deductions you are entitled to and make sure you get the biggest refund possible. Call 875-2500 and have the same person take care of your taxes every year. Someone you know and trust. Someone who is there to answer your questions all year long. Get the professionals who deliver personal service. Gustafson and Associates, 875-2500, located at 1525 East Hubbard Avenue in Decatur, on the corner of Woodford and Hubbard, directly across from Staley Credit Union. Did you know the average age of vehicles on the road right now are 12 years old? Most manufacturers recommend antifreeze coolant exchanges every 10 years. Number one roadside breakdowns is cooling system failure, but Speed Lube has you covered. They offer a two-part complete coolant system fluid exchange for $79.95, and it lubes the water pump seals and has an anti-corrosion additive. Don't find yourself on the side of the road this winter. Visit one of Speed Lube's six Decatur locations or in Lincoln or Clinton. Get your coolant system checked today at Speed Lube. Here is the very animated, caffeinated Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Hey guys, um, <laughs> today it's going to be sunny with a high of 22, wind chill values as low as negative 9. Tonight mostly clear with a low around 15, wind chill values down as low as 2. For Saturday, increasing clouds high near 44, wind chill values down around 3. But Sunday the best of the lot, mostly cloudy to start, then sunny as the day goes on, high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, just 7 degrees. Your WSLY time is 7.33. Tupper on Sports on WSLY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Each and every weekday morning. We check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, are we really talking about pitchers and catchers just in a couple of weeks here? Yeah, we really are. And on a very cold day, maybe maybe this will warm you up a little bit. But um, in Florida and Arizona, Major League pitchers and catchers report to spring training sites in 12 days. Uh, position players report in 17 days, and some will report uh, sooner than that. And uh, before long, Brian, you will be – 
reminding us that, hey, this week, and it's coming, and it's coming fast. And uh, we got to talking about baseball last night on Sport Talk, and I started wandering out on a limb. And uh, and I said that I was going to have to take a long look at the Cardinals uh, going into this season because I'm thinking about picking them to win it all. Um, and I'm not quite there yet because – I fear that they might be a little short on pitching, and um, there's no way to know how the big spenders like the Mets might actually look once they get on the field. I mean, on paper, you know, they've done a lot, but um, this St. Louis lineup looks loaded, and that's before their offensive wild card, uh, Jordan Walker, joins the big league roster. You know, we're talking about a six foot five, two hundred and twenty pound man child who hits the ball into a different orbit and if he doesn't win a roster spot in spring training the guess is it won't be long before he is summoned from the minors to do his thing in st louis and and all of this is said while still remembering and still being a little confounded by this team's offensive shutdown in the 2022 postseason i still don't get that um but this lineup looks nearly slump proof too many high average bats with power, one through nine pop. It's going to be hard for opposing pitchers to navigate this lineup because typically there are holes, often at the bottom of the order, where a pitcher can catch his breath a little bit, regroup. He can he can relax just a little bit because this guy's a two seventeen hitter and not much power and but not in this lineup. It's packed top to bottom and um so much so that they have an overabundance of possible hitters, which could benefit them down the road because I could easily see them trading one of those guys to fill a hole on that pitching staff, whether it's in, in the bullpen or wherever it might be. So let's see as this plays out with the Cardinals. You never know who's going to turn up with a major injury in spring training. It seems like somebody always raises their hand and said, I'll, I'll do it this year. And, and um, but I, I really, really like this lineup. And, um, and I think there's enough pitching there. You know, we got to kind of see it when it's assembled and see what Jack Flaherty looks like and, and see what Adam Wainwright's got left and, and all that stuff. So a little bit of uh, a little bit of, of work to do in, in trying to get a handle on it all. But I don't know, this, this team could be special, at least from the offensive side. All right, we'll do a little uh, college basketball on the other side of the break with Mark Tupper. It's brought to you by First National Bank, the quality bank now open in downtown Decatur. Hi, I'm Drew Peabody, Vice President at First National Bank of Decatur. Homeownership is one of the most important parts of life, and my job for the last six years has been to help people of Central Illinois through the process. At FNB, we offer a wide range of products and competitive rates to make the dream of homeownership a reality. Come see why people have been trusting the Quality Bank with their home financing projects since 1930. I'm Drew Peabody, and I can't wait to help you get into your dream home. First National Bank of Decatur, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Back here with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, college basketball. You know, I watch a fair amount of college basketball, and we are moving into the latter portion of the regular season. Selection Sundays, five weeks from this Sunday. And a question a lot of college basketball watchers are asking is, you know, which are the great teams this year? Which are the ones that look like they could win the whole thing? And the answer is, it appears, is there are no great teams. Uh, maybe Purdue, a one-loss team, number one in the country, uh, really hard to handle. 
but beyond that, there are a lot of good teams, very good teams, uh, that lose games. Uh, sometimes they lose ugly. Um, and it all points to an NCAA tournament that is going to be wide, wide open. And I believe recent changes in college basketball have made it very difficult to field a great team. And let me list some of those reasons. Um, start out with the transfer portal. A complete, uh, it's it just changed the way roster assembly happens. A couple thousand players a year are taking advantage of looser transfer rules, and the grass always looks greener somewhere else. And coaches annually lose very good players, then have to replace them with what they hope are very good players. But lost in the process is experience, continuity, and consistency. And that's we're seeing that with a lot of teams. They're, they're, they've got talent, but they don't have consistency. They don't have the continuity that comes with that you build up with years in the same program. Another problem, money. It's having a huge impact on the game. Um, and everyone envisions themselves as an NBA player living an NBA lifestyle. Um, a lot of kids leave early, earlier than they should, hoping that they hit the NBA lottery. There's more family pressure than ever. Um, they think their kids uh, need to be cashing in on this, and they're not playing enough, and they're not getting enough name, image, likeness money in the process. And what a lot of them are really saying is, I'm not getting enough, mom, dad, whoever it might be. You know, Illinois had a player transfer a couple years ago, good player, starter. And he transferred because his family, mainly his mom, got mad because Io Jusumu's family got more tickets than she got for the Big Ten tournament. And you can't do that to me. And she yanked him, and he's gone. Um, another thing, there's no very few four-year seniors anymore. That used to be such a highly valued commodity, and now it's really rare. You might have a senior but he might be playing at his third school. A homegrown senior, those are unicorns. You just don't see them very much anymore. So uh, for a variety of reasons, it's hard. It's hard on coaches. I think it's hard on fans because everyone wants their team to be a great team. And like I said, there just aren't many of those. Look what's going on at Kentucky. Look what's going on at Michigan State. I watched Ohio State. Ohio State was a really good program not that long ago. Man, they're paddling just to keep their heads above water right now. Uh, it's life in college best. Basketball in 2023, and the one good news is it will result in a wild, wide-open NCAA tournament. Fun stuff, Mark. We appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll check in with you first thing Monday morning. Quickly, Nick, and I, we don't have a lot of time. Uh, I heard Colin Cowherd talking about this yesterday. Not college basketball, but the NBA. And the cutthroat, all-in-it-for-individualism you know, thing compared to the way the NFL works and then comparing the ratings and the audience size that fans kind of see that like me first thing in basketball, th like the moves that like Tom Brady would make to go to Tampa because he picks the team he knows that he thinks he can win with versus just where can I go get the most money or the biggest thing for my brand, that there's a lot of that in basketball today and the fans see through that. Anything to that argument at all? Uh, not in 30 seconds. I, I don't hold the same uh, perspective of that. Um, he said uh, first round NBA playoffs, million people watching, 30 million people watching the NFL. I mean, I'm, I'm asking just because I know you're such a fan of the NBA and I don't have the context to know. It, it does to me seem like it's more mercenary than other sports right now. 
Uh, it can be at times. Like decisions are made not for like where did I go to win. I I disagree with that. I mean, they're lining to win. They uh, they group up to go but win. They're not. I mean, it's they, not happening. But that is the intent. Okay. Well, he listed several examples that I'm not qualified to, uh, yeah. of where people just left winning. Like Kyrie Irving was winning mm-hmm. and went somewhere. Right, but you could also see Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and them going to Miami. That was a long greatest, time ago. But that was, I mean, I'm just pointing to yeah. one that you would know. But, but LeBron going to L.A. And bringing Anthony Davis. Was, and, but how has it worked out? That's a different question. Okay. I, I, I feel like, though, that from an outsider's point of view, I tend to just, you know, it's not that I think that people are going to play for a team for 20 years. I mean, I, I mean that those days are over. I know that, right? I mean, that's a rare, rare thing. Mm-hmm. But it feels more, and maybe the sport's just more individualized because you know their faces. You, I mean, they're, they're not part of like a helmet on a team where there's so many people. Yeah. I don't know. One other thing. But to college basketball is definitely doing Oh, for that. sure. One thing to point out on the NFL real quick, the Rams and the Buccaneers both won Super Bowls, both went and did self-serving things, and now their teams are in complete shambles and rebuilding. I don't disagree. Josh Allen, 19% of the salary cap for his team. Uh, I, but but they overlook it because football's big. Uh, I, I don't know. I think there's something, and I, I think as it, it, this college situation Mark just described is going to translate to the NBA, because these are all the people who are going to be there in a year or two. Something. And if you're willing to leave a, a program that's winning because your family didn't get enough tickets, I mean, and I think that that is the one danger of name, image, and likeness. And I'm all for them getting the money. I don't, I'm not a, is that it becomes about the now and the me rather than you know, I mean, some of that will stunt the growth of being long-term NBA professionals. Maybe. Or might get them. the hunger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or the way everybody's just, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not arguing one way or the other. I just think that there is, I miss from my childhood and there were lots of problems, but like the people who played for teams for their whole career. I love the idea that Bob Kraft is going to do anything he can to sign Tom Brady to a one-day contract so he can retire as a Patriot. And act as if he didn't go become a mercenary to get a Super Bowl ring uh, and then come back. That's what happened. 20 years, you're not a mercenary. You you don't win six Super Bowls. He left to go get a Super Bowl and it happened. Yes, he did. But that's not mercenary. He took pay cut after pay cut after pay cut. I mean, he made a lot of money in his career. He didn't make as much as he could have so that they could fill the roster to win. I, I, Tom Brady's not mercenary. Tom Brady could have left the Patriots. You don't think after every Super Bowl, Tom Brady could have gone wherever he wanted? Sure, but he was on a winner, and then he wasn't, and he went to one, and he got another ring, right. and then he wasn't, and they retired again. Okay. He played seventeen. I love Tom Brady. I'm not talk bad about him. Years for the Patriots. he didn't go to Tampa Bay for the culture. He went for the ring. But he was smart. That's what I'm saying. He didn't just go make the biggest paycheck he could make. He didn't just go somewhere where he thought there was uh, ability to build his brand. He went to where he thought he could win another. And Super that's Bowl. what's happening in the NBA. That's what that's what is being called as mercenary over there. That that's what's happening. Okay. All right. But he did win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh yeah, it worked. And that's a big difference between LeBron a lot. won a ring in Miami. Okay. What what's? Uh, of course he did, and I didn't hold that against him at all. But then he went to Los Angeles. And now they're in a scenario that doesn't make any sense at all, and I don't even know how they get out of it. <laughs> it's hard to say. Well, they got healthy AD. Right, we got to do this. I'm sorry, we didn't have enough time for that, and I I think I did that purposely. <laughs> 
I tried to punt. I know, I know. Anyway, when we get back on the other side of the break, we'll have uh, the folks from Brink Outer in. We do have a home highlight. We're going to do the state of the state and uh, talk a little bit about staging and consultation. I'm telling you, you this is like somebody trying to sell their car and they don't wash it ahead of time. Good analogy. Yes, we'll be back. For 23 years, the Community Foundation of Macon County has worked to connect the philanthropic goals of donors with the needs of our community. This is Steve Groney, Community Foundation Board Trustee. Our foundation has grown to over 380 funds that have been established by individuals, families, businesses, agencies, and organizations to benefit a variety of community causes. We're proud to share that in 2022, Foundation donors made over $5 million in grants to support social services, arts, recreation, conservation, health, and education. Because of donor generosity, we are creating a better future for our community that allows all to live, learn, work, and thrive. If you are interested in learning how you can work with Community Foundation to establish a fund to support the causes you care about, call today at 429-3000 or visit our website at MaconCountyGives.org. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line. Their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Springfield area attorneys. 2815 Old Jacksonville Road, Suite 103, Springfield, Illinois, 62704. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. We are back here on a Friday, and uh, we move things around a little bit. We have a home highlight every week, but uh, Tom and the crew are going to join us the first Friday of the month to give us a little update about the state of the state. And we're also going to tell you about uh, a brand new uh, thing that they're offering uh, involving staging, and, and we'll introduce our guests just here in a second. Uh, but, Tom, how you doing? I mean, it's it looks really nice out there from up here. It's cold. It looks beautiful out there. But it's there. cold. I do have a question for Nick, though. All right. Do you play that 80s music because I come in and you know I'm that old? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I played the happy mix because I knew you were a happy guy. Is that is that eighties? Yeah, that's eighties. Uh, who is that? Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Okay, I'm coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, high school music, Brian. Tom was bopping in here. I don't know, it made me uncomfortable <laughs> a little bit. I'm not gonna. It's nice. All right. All right. So let's uh, take a look here. We're in a brand new month, second day, uh, third day of February. Uh, yeah. What do we? What's the market look like? Well, it, year over year, let's look at the 2022 versus uh, 2021. We were off a little bit, but 2021 was a, a record year. Uh, for units sold, we had 1,443 units sold. This is Macon County Residential. That's off about 9% uh, from 2021. The volume, just under $200 million in sales, is off about 7%. But we're still way above a normal year, Brian. Yeah, so that's 7%. I mean, th- this stuff, when you read national news, yeah. everything's, you know, swirling around the drain. You know, you're off 7% of a record year. Yeah. yeah. So we're still way above normal. And the good news is the average sales price increased 2%. Okay. So the market is changing a little bit. We're starting to head a little bit back towards normal. The, the average days on the 
market for January of this year was 40 days. That's a little higher than what we've been seeing. In 2022, that was a 23-day average days on market for just the month of January. So we are starting to see homes sit on the market a little bit longer. Um, my estimation is the buyer pool has thinned a bit because interest rates have gone up, uh, and the Fed just increased the rate again this week. So um, the interest rates are mid-sixes. Um, that's double of what it was in the, in the heart of the heat of the pandemic, but it's still below what the, what the average is for over history. Yeah. So it's not a bad rate. Uh, it's a good time to sell your home. There's still no inventory. When uh, we do middle, it's like hard to report on that, right? I mean, we'll go extreme this way and extreme that way when it's just sort of right there is still okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's just sort of life. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to go, Hey, the market's good. The, it's the, not bad. It's not great. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. It, and we're a more stable market than the national sure. media will, will tell you because we don't have the high highs and the low lows that, that you typically experience in the market nationwide. Um, we do follow the trend, but we're usually a little bit more stable than what that trend is. Yeah, we've got a little maneuvering because yeah. we're not, I mean, you, you know, when you look at, uh, I was watching, I love watching million dollar listings just to see how crazy a square foot can cost in Los Angeles and it's $5,000 a square foot. Yeah, and this house we're talking about today is not $5,000. No, it's not. Foot. All right, so introduce your guest. She's back with the show and this is a brand new uh, sort of arm of Brink Otter because yeah. you're giving your sellers everything they need. We're, we're adding value to the services that we provide uh we have we brought amy dial on to the staff at brink Carter. so she is now a staff person she was an agent with us uh she has about 10 years experience as an agent she is a degree in interior design she's had her own staging company and i'd just like to introduce amy right. and let her know let her tell her about the service we're offering okay amy this is the thing i think people miss the most right is that most people when they walk into a home can't see from a blank space what they can do with it, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. So if you give them an idea of what it can be, that's a dramatic difference for the person selling that house. Correct. And the sellers don't know how to achieve that. So it's helpful to have somebody come in and give them a punch list of items to, to do before they list their home for sale. All right. So walk me through sort of this process. I go, hey, Tom, I want to list my house. I need some help. I need Amy to come in. What, what does that look like? Then? Yeah. So it's a free service. They just get in touch with their Brincotta realtor. The realtor will call me, schedule the consultation. I come in. We call them walk and talk. So I walk around the house with the seller. I, we go room by room. I tell them my suggestions. We prioritize it. And uh, it just really helps take the, the stress off. Sellers know they need to do things. They just don't know what they need to do. So it takes the guesswork out of it for them. All right. So you're walking in. You go, uh, maybe a different paint color in this room. Correct. And when I make those suggestions, because I'm interior design, I will follow up. This is the paint color you need to use. If they have carpet, this is the carpet you need to check So or choose. So that way... They're not trying to make those decisions on their own. And some of these cosmetic things, we're not talking about a huge investment, right? right I mean, right. it might be just saying, hey, these light fixtures over here would look dramatically <laughs> better with a minimal sort of expense. Yeah, and sometimes it's as simple as, hey, you have burnout light bulbs. Like, you need to replace these. And it's things they know, but 
they're just kind they don't of, see it from your eyes. They're nose blind to it. They're just yeah. living with it that way. So it's somebody else pointing it out for them. All right. Get more attention, more exposure, and more results at com. You can email Amy. That's A-I-M-E-E at com uh, if you're interested. So when you're, you got this full suite of services, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the goal. I mean, yeah. uh, we can do everything. Pretty much. I mean, because people don't want to have eight relationships. Uh, Brian, right now, you know, we, we're, all types of real estate sales, commercial, residential. Uh, we have started a, a property management department again. We have maintenance. Uh, we have a construction and remodeling company. Um, we got Joe Highcock running that. Uh, so, you know, if you need repairs, if, if you got a broken window, you need to replace a window, we can do that for you. Uh, give you a bid on, on remodeling your bathroom, your kitchen, whatever you want to do. You don't have to be a Brinkotter client for us to do that, by the way. No, you don't have to be selling your house for us to do that. And now we've added, you know, all the photos, the Matterports and all of that that we do. We, 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 those, uh, virtual tour people are on our staff. We're not contracting for that. So we control that service. And now we've added Amy on our staff and this staging consultation is about return on investment. Amy is not going to go in there and tell you to do things just to have you do them. No, you're not going to spend $10,000 right. to make $5,000. Right. It's the other way around. The, the goal is to get you as much money for your house as we can possibly do. All right. Let's go to the, our listing of the week, which is beautiful. I drive by this like twice a day. Uh, and we have, right in time for Valentine's Day, Nick, a uh, $25 gift card to the Secret Garden uh, on our Facebook page. If you go to Nauticator's Facebook page right now, just like, comment, feel free to share. You're in the drawing. Uh, this is an amazing space. Space and uh, I don't know, you don't get a better view than this. Brian, this house is on Oak Ridge. Uh, Oak Ridge is just across Lost Bridge going east, your first street to the right. Go down, you wind around a little circle down there, and this house exposure is directly west over an open water view. You don't, you're not really looking across to another house across the lake. You look all the way down to the bridge going across South Shores and the sunsets are unbelievable. It's got a two-tiered deck system. You, you got a deck coming out of the main level. Uh, that main level is all open, open kitchen, open dining, open living room with a wall, a, a huge slider and the whole back wall is windows. So wherever you're standing in that space, you're looking at the lake. Um, there's two bedrooms and a full bath on that main level. And then I think one of the coolest things about this house is the whole second floor, almost 900 square feet is the master suite. Um, and it huge. is, it's huge. The bathroom, this house has been totally renovated about five, six years ago. Everything in it uh, was new at that time. It even has a walkout basement with a sauna in the basement. So this is about lifestyle. Um, it's got a metal seawall. It's got a little bit of a yard in the back, so you don't have to take care of a whole lot of yard, which I know you don't like to do, Brian, so this might no, be I'm the just, right house for you. Well, it's, uh, it is beautiful. Uh, and uh, I like, you know, you wouldn't guess the open concept looking from the outside, right? I, I mean, just sort of the, yeah, the style that it's built. But it's also a great-looking house because it has character. It doesn't look like just every lake home that's been built. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming that, well, you have a picture of the sunset. There we go. Yeah. Take a look at If you get online, look at that picture of that sunset. Um you know, we got full HDR photos on this. This property has a Matterport on it. You can actually walk through it with a 3D walkthrough. Uh, there's drone shots, so you can see, you know, the, the aerial view of the house. Um, fantastic ha- home. It's uh, 
you know, I'm trying to get spring here quicker by getting this lake home. There's not many lake homes on the lake, uh, available right now i think this is only one of three you will never understand uh and i don't know the science behind this uh why sunsets are so dramatic uh on lake property right oh, but, but they just they you, you don't get it anywhere else right it's beautiful it's there's wide a picture open of it towards either. the end there good stuff uh all right so if people want to get a hold of you guys uh clearly are you handling this house yeah. yourself yeah i so, have this house listed myself all right so 26 oak ridge drive indicator you can find the link on Indicator's facebook page amy good to see you again. Thank you. Do you do early mornings as an artistic person? Um, I'm, I'm learning to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's there's... already been to an inspection this morning right? yeah. before she came here. <laughs> but, but very stylish. We appreciate it. Good stuff. And uh, as always, Brinkout are just uh, rolling out more resources uh, for their clients. So if you are interested in buying and or selling, I'm telling you right now, don't wait. I know it's cold. Nobody wants to move in January, February. I'm sorry. There's no competition. That's what I'm right saying. Now. Right now may be a very, very good time if you're sitting on the fence. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break for uh, top of the hour stories and news. When we get back, Angela will join us from the YMCA. We have a lot to get to here and only uh, an hour left uh, to get to it. By the way, somebody had asked me when Val Talley ran against Tom Schneider. It was 2010, the Maine County Sheriff's race. So 13 years ago. We'll be back. Car, home, mobile device, we're there. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. The Children's Museum of Illinois is celebrating Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday with a fundraiser. The event will be on Tuesday the 21st from 6 to 9 at the museum and will feature food, music, games, and fun. The festivities also include the crowning of the Mardi Gras King and Queen, Creole-style food provided by Jeremy Morris and the Box, and a selection of fine bourbons available for purchase. Go to NowDecatur.com for tickets. They're $60 per person or $110 per couple. Dr. Sarah Cottage has been appointed to serve as Milliken's Executive Vice. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit NewhoffMedia.com.